You're listening to another Mariners podcast by the fans and for the fans with news and views on the Claret and Blues. Yeah, I know one man. Have a listen. Hi everyone, welcome to the very first podcast of 2020. It's a happy new year to everybody. Hope everyone had a, a happy Christmas and a, and a decent new year. It's been a decent new year for Shields, of course, uh, since we last got together. Uh, five league games... Four wins, one defeat against Whitby. So we're going to chew the fat and pick the bones out of those particular games, plus chat about a host of other things as well. Alongside me are the usual culprits and suspects. We've got Simon May, Ronnie Pete. We've got two special guests on this occasion, making his second appearance at the podcast table. (laughs) Dan Prince and... Extra specially, we're absolutely thrilled to be able to welcome our well, our current main man, if you like, Jason Gilchrist. Thanks for coming, Jason. Thanks for having me. You're very, very welcome. So, Lancaster, Saturday's game, uh, a massive, massive three points for mm-hmm. Shields. Given the fact that Lancaster are where they are in, in the table, also it's a, it's a win on the road. I felt down that Lee was a bit harsh in his aftermatch interview regarding the first half performance I, I didn't think it was that bad I think Lee's view was that we needed a bit more physicality in the, in the second half mm-hmm. and that was reflected in the changes that they made at half time I think different people who were there we have different opinions on how the first half was maybe even people who were playing might have had a different opinion mm-hmm. but the management had a very strong opinion that needed to be changed in the second half and it worked out in the end we were talking on commentary wondering if the, if the changes that were made were tactical or th- because of injuries, because it's very rare that we make tactical changes at half time. The last one off the top of my head was working in a way last season when Briggsy was hooked at half time. Mm-hmm. So there were there were tactical changes. As far as I'm aware, yeah, they were both tactical changes. Uh, it was Thompson and Hunter off for Adams and for Stratton. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just a case of looking for a bit more physicality in that, yeah. in that particular moment. Speaking of physicality, our man of the match on Saturday. Sefton Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason, you've played alongside him before, have you? Yeah, uh, only a couple of times. It was, he came to FC United just before I left. So I only played with him uh, maybe two or three times before. So not an awful lot. Have, have, are you having to kind of almost learn again playing alongside a striker like that? I mean, because obviously the Shields mantra is you play through, through the lines. Yeah. I think it's well for a lot a lot of my career up to now I've I've played more, most of the time up with kind of like a bit a bigger player and then I've kind of worked off them so I think obviously coming to Shields like you said they, they do play through the thirds which obviously is, is really appealing on the eye but I think obviously bringing Sefton in it just gives us that option just to if if things aren't going our way or for for example on Saturday where the, the pitch wasn't great mm. we can kind of clip that ball into him and as you've seen that's where both of the goals came from so mm. obviously it's it's good that if teams are going to come and press us it, it obviously it leaves us with less defenders at the back so you know that the, the, the quicker one forward towards Sefton might, might work for us quite well Clearly he, he, I can only rem- remember him losing one aerial challenge all game I, I can't was phenomenal, really, uh, because he was up against some big lads. 
what I'd say about him is like he's as much as his height, he's, he is an athlete, isn't he? You know, he's mobile. He's, yeah. not, he's not like a, you know, in the Northern Premier League in the last few seasons we've seen, you know, the obligatory number nine would come along. It was just basically a rugby player, you know, where it could hardly move, but they're there just to fill an area. Yeah. But he, secondly, he's, he's good on the he's ball as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good, a very he's, good touch. It's only like, you know, it's, it's readying, you know, I'm probably jumping ahead here, but it's sort of readying us for almost like National League North and that's the type when we've played in the last couple of seasons in the Cup oh, and so yeah. the difference between us and the teams who've knocked us out has basically been physicality I would say not, not, not so much fitness I think in the end it's just been that just that little mm. edge and I think the likes likes yourself probably Jason as well you, you've, you've got that physicality you know toughness but not immobile you mm. know I think that was missing in the game against Whitby because that pitch at Whitby was horrendous, mm. a little bit like it was at Whitton. And I think having Sefton there to bring on, it, Whitby would have probably at least got us a draw or a win because I think the only thing you could do in that on that pitch was hit it long. Because um, like even when Jordan Hunter was running with the ball, a couple of yards ahead of him, it was bobbling up. It was a horrendous pitch. There's been um, Curtis Woodhouse tweeted uh, the week after, he'd never seen a more dangerous pitch. Just Whitby, Whitby right. even in even like if you class like Sunday League football, did it yeah. to play on Jason at Whitby? Did it feel as though an injury could occur when you were playing on that? I mean, there's a lot of obviously with a pitch like that. You you start thinking, oh, at some point, you know, you couldn't roll your ankle because the, the, it was really uneven, and you you know you put your foot into the ground and it did kind of sink a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I said after the game that I think it's. It's potentially the worst pitch I've played on in, in non-league. Um, and I've played on a few bad ones as well <laughs> in, in the time. So. Um, but yeah, like you say, I think if we did have Sefton in, in that game, I think he I think he would have made yeah. a difference. Because um, you, d- you do kind of have to go more direct in those kind of games. Mm-hmm. So it, obviously it's not going to suit us, but now, like I'm saying, if we, we've got him in. So in those kind of games, he could make that, that big difference for us. If you think of where we were last season, obviously, no disrespect to Ben Harmison, but we've gone from Ben Harmison to Sefton Gonzalez. It's mm. a, an improvement yeah. Yeah. in every way. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, bringing Jason in, it's an, everything, Jordan Hunter at right back, everything, every, everyone... It's incremental, isn't it? You know, yeah. is it just, you, know, it, it, you, can follow, you can plot a line through our progress through the Northern Premier League, like the, the calibre of player who's... Some have made it, some have sort of just fallen by the wayside and just maybe for one reason or another, but yeah. starting to, you can just see that there's an upward trend in, the, mm. in, in terms mm. of quality. And just because you've got a big lad up front, it doesn't mean you have to whack it up. You can still no, no, play no. a pass in no. on, like Dylan Morse can pass it long. Mm-hmm. It's not like a big blast, it's more of a yeah. pass. Yeah, it's a, pa- it's a long, long pass rather than a hoof. I mean, the, the Whitby game was the one um, negative um, result over the festive period up until Saturday because with them come back home against Scarborough on New Year's Day, a vital 2-1 home win. Yeah. Um, obviously, some of our memories of that game are a bit fuzzy, <laughs> Ronnie. Uh, Sai, you were there. Mm-hmm. Your, your corns let you... Uh, yeah, yeah. Fine, <laughs> fine. All right. Yeah. Fine, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. So you went to a game. I've been to a game, yeah. Did you enjoy the game? Um, I did, as it goes. Um, I thought, like... The first half sort of reminded me a bit of the game two scenes ago on, on New Year's Day when Scarborough did a job on us. 
where even back then, you know, we, we didn't we didn't play all that badly first mm. half. Where this time it started the same. We were playing decent, and it, but it just, I just had that feeling: is it going to be another one? But second half, just absolutely bossed it, and um, you know, two one was 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 uh, sort of the scant, re- scant reward for <laughs> for the efforts of the of the second it was half. A great ball, goal by Coulson, wasn't it? For Scarborough. Oh, two has got that in the locker, honey. Yeah, I mean, we were right behind that. that. That was a goal as soon as it left his boot. You know, it was a lovely strike, but they didn't. For all that, they you know they. they had a bit of the ball in the first half, but they never really, and certainly second, they didn't really threaten at yeah. all. But you just get a feeling at one nil, at one one, it, it could go anyway. But two one was more, uh, the least we deserved on, on that one. And uh, Hunter and Thompson absolutely murdered their left side in the second half. Oh, they just could not live with them. It was the Alamo on like the right hand side. Every time, and he, the left back got sent off in the I end. I think he got himself sent. He, he yeah. just had enough. Just had enough. <laughs> he had enough for Jordan Hunter. I thought, like, you know, it's, uh, it's going for a shower. Brilliant, they were. So speaking of the youngsters, you know Aaron Thompson, who I um, really got sight of in the County Cup final last season against Shildon, he's come in, and obviously he was substituted on on Saturday. But it's, prior to that, he's almost been undroppable. Jason, you see the, you know, you, I guess you you've trained with these lads, even the lads. Yeah. If you know if they've been on loan, yeah, have they still been training with you during the week? Um, so when when they're on loan, obviously they'll train with the loan teams on the Tuesday and Thursday night. But then they they do tend to come in on the if we've got a session on the Monday morning or the yeah. Wednesday de- Wednesday morning or the Friday morning. They they do come in and obviously top themselves up with a little bit of just a bit of extra training really. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you say, Aaron's obviously been out on loan. I think I think it's done him the world of good. He's he's gone out on loan. He's he's played quite a lot of games for them and he's. He's kind of got used to like the the physicality and the the like the tempo of the game, and then I think obviously when he's come back in, he's he's, he's got his chance, and then he, as, as you said, I think he's, he's kind of been undroppable. Um, Could he, he provides there's that energy about him which, without being disrespectful to any of the players, for instance, when if you think of the Lancaster home game and the Grantham game, we we had a bit of a moan about the lack of. Speed at which the ball was moving around yeah. midfield because you've got because you've got Baxter, Turnbull, and Briggs in the midfield together. Yeah. Thompson gives you that energy that yeah. that and carries the ball forward more, doesn't he? Yeah, I seen that. I remember in the Whitby game. I think then midfield tried to target him to give him to rough him up a bit, and he made this one tackle that he he shocked the Whitby midfielder. I don't think they ever went back to him. <laughs> it was like this kid could handle himself as well. Yeah. I mean, he's not a massive kid, but. Yes. He certainly doesn't shirk away from the tackles either. He'll get bigger as he gets right. more mature. Because there's Aaron Thompson, Sam Hodgson, Will Jenkins, Kieran Charlton, Callum Guy, Ross Coombe, have all come in and they've all looked the part. Mm. Yeah. Which, at, the, at, the, at Northern Premier League level, given the physicality, for instance, you look at Hodgson and Jenkins, and the you know, 17, 18 year old, they're like men, aren't they? You know, phenomenal. Uh... So, Ashton, the Ashton game, obviously n- none of us were there, Daniel were there, of course, and Jason yeah. played. Yeah. Um, listening to it, I'm, I'm following tweets and things, um, it was one of those games where, again, 2-0 was, we got the job done early and, and then just managed the game, would that be fair, Dan? Yeah, I mean, two, two early goals and then I think the game was under control at that point, they were... they came on strong in the second half, as a lot of teams do in this league, they, they got a bit of a second win in the second half, mm-hmm. but... I think we always had them at arm's length, really. 
He's looked what they did to Morpeth on Saturday well, as well. Yeah, I think the, the league position probably is a bit, um, does a bit of a disservice. I think they're better mm. than the second worst mm. team in the league, but yeah. I mm. think they'll probably pull away from where they are in the yeah. second half of the season. But what, what happened in terms of personnel there? Because, of course, they were National League North last year, weren't they? They were relegated. And... Yeah, I think they were, they were tipped by many people to be one of the top sort of six this season. I think yeah. um, a lot of people said it would be one of our main challenges, but it hasn't worked out for whatever no. reason. No. They've just brought in the manager from Athlete and Collieries recently. A few players yeah. from there, and I think he's started to get something out of the team now. So they probably will move up the table. Well, I watched the, I watched the highlights of them against Morpeth, and they did a job on them in the second half. Mm. Really good job on them. The Mickelover game, even when it went to two two, it was one of those games where I felt, well, we're, we're still going to win this. I mean, Jason, did you, you know, when they equalised, did you feel that was just a, a blip and you're going to come back? Or? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it was really disappointing from being two 0 up, and I think. At that point, we, we were still in charge of the game, really. Um, we knew that they were going to come out and, and give us 10, 15 minutes of, of, hard, of hard pressure. So we thought, if we you know if we can just carry on doing what we're doing, because we, I thought the first half we were, we were really good. We looked really in control of the game. Like you say, once, they, once they've gone and, and got it back to 2-2, I think it's kind of not so much woke us up, but kind of just a, like, I don't know, really just... We've got to win this. Yeah, you know, it's it's not as it's not as as comfortable as it as it was in the first half. So, you know, we I think we turned it up a little bit, mm. as as you could say, um, and then obviously it showed that you know we got we got the we got the three extra goals, and I think from that point in we we were comfortable again. That was the first game where I thought that Sefton Sefton's physicality was going to be a telling factor because that was Pablo Mills had to go off. With his shoulder or whatever it was, yeah. uh, and there the substitute couldn't handle Sefton mm-hmm. at all. And uh, Blair Adams came on and had a stormer down mm. that left. I think mm. most of the goals came from down the left. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they all did. Yeah, yeah. I think the other yeah. three goals came from down yeah. the left. And he was involved in every one of them. And he came on Saturday and and, and looked sharp. Because I, I remember last season when he, when we talked to him when he'd had that groin injury yeah. and we knew he wasn't fit mm. and we were playing injured. This this year. When he's come back from injury, you can tell he's actually fit. Right. Sharp. He's getting forward more. Yeah. Than last season. Class yeah. act. Yeah. Top yeah. class. Yeah. Saturday against Lancaster was a a game was in which again I, I said in commentary that when they got the pen when they equalised that penalty I, I said that uh, we look we'd never we never make it easy we always find a way to mm. to, to yeah. concede an equaliser. When we we shouldn't we bossed that first half. I know Lee was um, talking about the first half performance, but we felt that it was decent enough. We didn't deserve, they didn't deserve to go in at half time level. That that's what yeah. we felt in the dressing room at half time. I know you can't divulge certain things, but was it? Did you basically get a kick up kick up the backside, or was it a, a was it more sensible and more coherent than that? Um, it was a little bit of both, really. I mean. We, we we came in at half time. Obviously, we we knew that we had we'd had some good chances mm. and probably had the be- better of the half chances wise. Um, but I think it was just more of they, they wanted us to to go and compete more, to go win more aerial duels and mm. just well, just in general more duels across the pitch. It's, it, it was a little bit of a, a kick up the backside. They had a, they had a little a little pop at us, but I think that's just to try and just to try and get everybody get everybody up for it and get mm. everybody going. And they just said, you know, we we need a little bit of reaction in the second half, and if we do, then we 
were more than capable of, of going getting the three points. Of course, you bring on Adams, you bring on Verstappen. Verstappen's an athlete, clearly. We yeah. Winning a lot of second balls. We won so many second balls on Saturday, it was untrue. Mm. Which It's not normally like us, is it's it? Not, well, it is now. Yeah, it is now. It is now, because um, we've got the physicality around us. Yeah. Ultimately... Since we last got round the table, we've played five league games, won four, lost one, with six points clear at the top of the table. Our class is seven points clear, if you take into account FC. have played the same number of games as yeah. us. Lancaster have played three more. Um, side reckon it's about where we wanted to be at this stage? I think so, yeah. I said it the last time we sat. Like, this, is, this is the time of year when the, the full-time training should kick in and you know the fitness and whatnot. And I think... Yeah, I think that's where we should be. We've come. We've got um, Witten on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Did, did Did you go to Witten? Yeah, that was oh. another awful pitch, <laughs> horrendous pitch. Uh, what will you, Ronnie? What will you expect from Witten on Saturday? I think it'll just be more or less the same as most of the mid-table teams come. We'll try and park the bus and be physical. And we'll Has anyone bring... parked the bus this year? Though really. Well, I, I don't think they're exactly. Atta- I don't think I've seen anyone really attack us, like come out with, mm-hmm. to win the game. I think they come to get a draw. Yeah, and a draw would be good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll have to break them down as we all, mm-hmm. as we always have to. I think Witten for for two seasons now have been like that. You know, the same last season. They're, they're just they're decent. Don't yeah. concede many. Don't score many. Just they're just yeah. there. Aren't they? The pitch yeah. helped them a massive amount in the home game. There's yeah. no doubt about it. It was the same type of thing. The balls were bubbling all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, the one, one thing I wanted to say about the last few games since the last podcast is, entertainment-wise, especially at home, it's been brilliant. Yeah. Like close games, tight games, last-minute goals, it's been absolutely brilliant. And mm-hmm. hopefully that'll bring more fans mm-hmm. through the door. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you know you can have a, a turgid game, but throughout the Christmas when more people, people in New Year when more people can come, it's it's good that we've had really entertaining games. Yeah. I mean, we went crazy, didn't we, when, <laughs> when Jason scored against uh, Scarborough in the last minute? We did. Crazy. But that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. But Jason, you never go crazy when you score. You never seem to go crazy. You, it's like a fist fist pump and then go to the fans. and Well, it doesn't want to waste energy, you know. That's wasting energy. You go berserk, isn't it? You know. Because uh, well, FC United, March the 14th, that could be... Yeah, mm. we scored against them at their place. Didn't yeah, you? scored against them at their place. You yeah. went a bit. You got excited there. Oh, yeah, you jumped into the crowd. You did. Yeah. 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 That's, you did. that's mainly because last time I was there, um, I got a little bit of a stick because I missed a penalty. So they uh, they were giving me a little bit of stick for it. So I thought I'll go give them a little bit of stick now. <laughs> I am here. So right, right. yeah, yeah. Now we we've talked about. Uh, the, the youngsters coming in we've talked about Sefton Gonzalez we've talked about a little bit about Valder Verstraten another lad that's come in is Callum Ross he's been training for several weeks now obviously waiting for international clearance I don't know much about the lad Lane Graham obviously worked with him before at Monk Seton early signs Dan Jason what he'll bring to the midfield uh... yeah I think he's a, he's a competitor he's someone that they know very well from the time at Monk Seton done a very good job in America the last five years I think as well so yeah. they've, they've always had a close eye on them mm-hmm. I think Jason will speak better of what he's brought to the squad but as a lad he's been great around the place well he, he was very pleasant when I spoke to him he was great crack 
really up for it and Bubby couldn't wait to get clearance was champing at the bit um, good kid yeah honestly he's one of those you just you can't say a bad word about him as, as a person and as a player he's, he's, a, he's a really nice lad um, really approachable you know you can have any kind of conversation mm. with him but even on the pitch, I think he's, he's, a, he's a class act on the pitch. Like you say, he's really competitive. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's one of them, he's not afraid to go and put his foot in, but you know, you, you give him the ball and he's really good on the ball. And he will look for those penetrative passes, which yeah. obviously for someone like myself, it's, it's, re- it's really good. It's really refreshing sometimes, you know, to just have, have a new face coming in and just giving you something different. Yeah. Yeah. Spotting your own there, maybe something yeah. so that's maybe haven't. Yeah. Yeah. That's the key thing. Obviously, early season we were talking yeah. about how Jason was making lots of runs that yeah. we could see, but his teammates Yeah. It was like the, the midfield we used to finding different type of players because we had Compton and Foley there with a different type of player to Jason. Jason was making certain runs that I think they just had to get used to. Mm. Um and then now they've got used to you you're in all the time. <laughs> I think with Nathan playing closer to the team as well, yeah, yeah. something like you've played with a lot of times before. I guess that must be helping you a lot as well. Yeah, like you say, I've, I've I've played quite a lot, quite a lot with Nathan anyway. Um, so he, he knows the kind of runs that I make and kind of when I want the ball, sort of thing. So you know, when it, when he gets on the turn on, on the half turn and he, he's driving at the back four, I can I know I've just got to try and make a run and talk to him to try and find find it I'd get the ball in front of me or to find my feet and obviously a few times this season already he's he's been able to do that so yeah it's it's good it's good he gets more excited when you score than you do <laughs> <laughs> I know we've had there's been a few <laughs> there's been a few uh, few conversations about that <laughs> a few, few of the lads giving him a little bit of stick saying was it like was it you that scored or was it, was it <laughs> not quite sure he does get a bit excited he scored a belt yeah. against uh, Mickelover didn't he oh what yeah, a goal that was yeah. tight on because we were saying over like Christmas New Year I mean basically it was, I think he was thought he was playing rugby because most of his shots were going into, into the 3G <laughs> well actually well, one, of them, one of them went from, into the 3G yeah. and back out again because <laughs> <laughs> of the wind uh, <laughs> but uh, no, he's, he obviously got his shooting boots back because that was a belt against Mickelover and that goal also cost um Shower free game of snooker, didn't it? The certain club because you'd bet him in the week before the game. Did you? That if, if we scored from one of Nathan's corners, that should give him a free game of snooker in the week. All right. He just took it up upon himself to score from his own corner. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, Clearly, the inclusion of the likes of Callum Ross in midfield um, means that the, the loss of Luke Daly again hopefully won't be felt as badly as we did in September. Mm. I, I don't think, I, I, I can't remember any, any, anyone around the club feeling as collectively down as they did when he, when he was injured against Billingham. He was at Lancaster on Saturday and he looked in reasonable spirits. Is he in reasonable spirits? Because obviously, Jason, you're fairly close to him. Yeah. How is he? I mean, me and Nathan went straight down as soon as he went into the change room. So we was at the Billingham game watching. Um, we went straight down to him, and obviously, he was absolutely gutted as we were for him. Um, he's absolutely gutted in the changing room, you know. Um, but I think by the time we got home, he kind of, kind of got himself together a little bit and and just kind of got his head around. So obviously, at the time, he didn't know what what he'd done, how serious it might be, or whatever. So I think. 
like you say, uh, he was obviously down at first because he was just you know coming up to the game. You could, you could tell he was he was like excited. He mm. was trying to get himself in the best possible in the best possible place, as you, as you might say. So yeah, he, obviously he was gutted when when it first happened. But I think he's like you say, he's just got to try and get his head around it now. And we like the Luke's the kind of person he he will go and he'll go and work hard and he'll get his head down and he'll do all the right stuff and I've, I've no doubt in my mind that he'll, he'll be back mm-hmm. as good as if not better than what he was before good um, obviously again some things he may not be able to divulge where are we? Is, is he obviously we assume he's out for the season yeah I mean what, what we can say is that he's going to undergo surgery in February and that'll rule him out for the rest of the season but the, the individual time scale for his return will be dependent on how he recovers after the yeah. operation so mm-hmm. we really do wish him well yeah. definitely he's uh Arguably, without disrespecting our guest here tonight, arguably our best player. Oh yeah, never no question in my mind. Uh, mm. I said it last year. He was dragging us to promotion virtually last season. At the end, you yeah. know, everyone's legs are gone. He was just, he was something else, different, different level completely. Yeah, he's a huge miss, yeah. huge. But as I say, the 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 new lads coming in have 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 done marvelously well. Three three players have gone since we last. Got together, uh, Sammy Odalusi, Adam Thurston, Robinson Wakoma. We can understand Robinson Wakoma leaving, obviously, wasn't getting any first team football, and at his age and what he wants to get out of the game, you can understand. Adam Thurston, again, you can understand, got an opportunity to go back to New Zealand, and he felt as though he had to take that. Mm-hmm. He's taken away a couple of goals at the weekend. Yeah, got a brace for Canterbury. Um, Sammy Odalusi. From the outside, never to us seemed as though he was ever going to fit in. Didn't my view is we've talked about this? I think on a previous podcast at his age, having the number of clubs he'd had mm. uh, was a, was a worry. It was telling us. Um, yeah. And then did he retire? I think he retired from professional football, but he's still playing part time for Romford. I think he's gone. He's gone to join Tamplin's. Uh, yeah. Mob circus. Aye, sorry. Um, I mean, whenever I was in contact with, for instance, Adam Thurston, he was top lad, top lad, really nice lad. And had you come across him before, Jason? Or who, Adam? Adam. Yeah, well, obviously, when we were younger, Adam was he was at Preston, mm-hmm. um, so obviously played against him quite a lot when I was at Burnley. We actually went to the same college in the same like class for maybe a year, year and a half mm-hmm. or so. so I'd obviously come across him at that time. He was he was playing at right back actually. Really? Uh, yeah, he's a really good right back as well. To be fair, so from what I'd I'd seen of him, he was he was a really good player. As you said, really nice lad. Really, in some ways, maybe too nice. Yes, maybe too nice because he's he's one of those one of those lads. He's quite a quiet lad. Mm-hmm. Keep keep himself to himself. But you know, you could easily go and have a conversation with him and. If you asked him to do anything, he would be more than happy to, to help you out if there was anything that, that you needed doing. So, but like I say, you know, he's, he's just got got a really good opportunity. Yeah, yeah, has come his way. So, I think he's just he's grabbed that with, with both hands. And Cause when we saw footage of him playing in New Zealand last season, he looked as though he was dominating games, mm-hmm. which obviously he hasn't here. Clearly had talent. Clearly, mm-hmm. there's quality there, but never really runny. Kind of was able to put his stamp on. I think he was used as an impact player, wasn't he? And he did. He, he used to make an impact when he came yeah. on because he used to be he used to be able to 
we talked before about sometimes the midfield was a little bit immobile just because of we had the same type of player playing mm. like Briggs, not a lot of legs. Mm. But then when he used to come on, he used to at least get behind the lines and get advanced yeah. to help the strikers. I think he would have come good in the end. I think he was just probably feeling his way in. It's such a quality midfield that we've got that you yeah. know he was probably going to have to bide his time. Because of course we're, we're starting to think really see the the Phil Turnbull that we hoped yeah. we mm. would. He's doing step up, step overs in the box now. <laughs> <laughs> You never stop learning. You never stop <laughs> learning. Speaking of learning, Jason, while we have you know, while we've got you with us this evening, there's a few things we wanted to ask you. You know, one of the things that I really was quite shocked about was last season on another on a different podcast. It was a Northeast Football Show with Mark Carruthers. I was quite shocked to hear. Or was it? Or did I read it? Phil Turnbull had said he'd never in his career um, been coached and analysed like he like he gets analysed at South Shields. Now, for a, a player who's played the vast majority of his football at National League North and National League, I found that alarm. No, not alarm, and I just was quite shocked about it. So, from your perspective, you've come from National League North. Have you played National League itself? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you've come to South Shields. Is the analysis as intense as that? Have you really had to kind of almost be re-educated? Kind of in a way. I mean, I I, I understand where Phil is coming from because mm-hmm. um, I have been at clubs where we just we haven't done any really mm-hmm. analysis side of the game really, and it's it's kind of just go and do our thing and let them kind of worry about us. But yeah, I think that obviously the, the way that South Shields and the way that Liam Graham work is that, you know, we, we look at our performances, we look at little things that we can change, little things that we can make better. Mm-hmm. We also look at, obviously, the things that we're, we're not doing so well. And it, sometimes it, it's good to get, obviously, that because when you're playing, it's hard to see everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, we, on the, when we get it on the laptop, when we get it on the big screen, you can you can pause the game and you can you can see pictures differently than than what you do on the pitch. Yeah. Um, which I think is probably one of the reasons why I don't know if you've noticed. Sometimes Lee or Graham will they will sit in the stand. Yeah, Lee. You do, that, yeah. you do yeah. get that different. Yeah. Picture from the stand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I think it is. It's good because, like you say, you, you don't see it when you're on the pitch sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's more you just you you kind of looking for things that that we can make better and obviously when we're looking at things on other teams it's stuff that you know they might be good at or a, a set piece that they use really well so we might we might see it and then you can see it on there and then we go and look at it on the pitch so I think it's just giving that other yeah other side of it but I do understand where Phil is coming from because I have I have been at National League and National League North sides that just don't do any of that. And yeah. I think we, we do quite a lot of it here at South Shields, but I think it's probably more, maybe more so this season, obviously, with us having more time with, full the, time. with the full time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when I, I interviewed the, the initial batch of new hybrid players, if you want to call them, and Milenic Ali had said he, I think he'd had about three hours of analysis that afternoon. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, really, there's a, I think there's, again, we've got that feel good 
factor about the club again, right? Si, yeah. Where you, you've obviously all you all you used to use the word as a bit of serenity and all of that. Hi. Um, Dan, you get all. You're the media lad. You get all the crap. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a? Are you sensing that there's a, a kind of feel good at the moment? Yeah, it's, I think it's all related to results, really. I think, mm-hmm. I think we've won five games in a row in all competitions, so I think when you go on a run like that, it always yeah the opinion is always positive. It's when you get one negative result, you get all the mm-hmm. boxes empty yeah, when it's going well. Yeah, the, all the usual suspects come out a little bit when you get <laughs> one game. But, yeah, um, you get used to it. Uh, and again, we've got uh, and, but again the feel good Saturday's game um, under is it fourteen, fifteen, sixteen are free. On Saturday? On Saturday, all under 16 to 3. Saturday. Very good. I'll have a close shave. <laughs> <laughs> you need more I than that. There, <laughs> Another game you're missing. I'm, I'm missing Saturday, yeah. yeah. Not working on your corns again. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm running in a field. Oh, very good. <laughs> so, uh, again, one of the other feel-good things, I guess, if you want to call it that, is the share issue, Dan. Um, we'll, we'll come to you on that. February is... The next kind of batch of announcements. We hope to, be, to announce something in February. If, if not, it'll be very early in March. Mm-hmm. We'll try to get it done in February. But um, we're just going through a few final stage things at the moment, and then we'll be ready to confirm things. Just basically things like ladder of benefits. So if you put X amount of money in, what you could get back from that for that. So yes, we're just finalising a few details at the moment. I read with interest more than a thousand um, registrations of interest. Yeah, we're on just just under a thousand at the minute. So it's it's much more than the, the company that we're using expected at this really? stage. Let's see this. Yeah. So there, long may that continue. So Jason, again, thanks for joining us because it gives us a chance to get a little bit more of an insight into the life of a South Shields footballer, a full-timer, because you, you made the move from the northwest. You've been with us now since the summer. How are you enjoying South Shields life? Yeah, no, I'm, I really enjoy it. I mean, obviously, it's it's easy to... To just say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying it because obviously people feel like you have to say that. Mm. Um, but I've, I've said it to everyone, I, I feel already really comfortable you know, up here. I can't say a bad word about, about anybody that I speak to, especially involving the club, you know, if there's anything that, that you need, there's, there's there's people always there helping and ready, well, just ready to help you if, if you need it. And then obviously, you know, you, you've got the fan base. Which makes it it makes a massive difference. It's good to just obviously you know keep keep those fans coming in, but up to now I've really really enjoyed my time here. I've I've settled in really well. I think good. good. Going to watch it, you know, because South Shields is a funny sort of town. You you never leave. Royce and Vasey, where like you know even people who do leave, you know, people who are born here, they always retire to come back home. Come back. You know, like yeah. it's like home and pictures. Like it's a funny old town. If you don't, be careful. It's <laughs> <laughs> good for you, that's all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. right. I'm going to ask you, Jason, you share a house with Nathan Law and Luke Daly. Um, when Nathan and Adam did a presentation, presented the kids at St Wilfred's School uh, with at the end of year award, summer awards... Steve Cam mentioned something along the lines of that when they, they were living at that time at next, uh, next to the welfare and it was a bit like men behaving badly. I, I guess you're both very sensible lads, you and, you and uh, Nathan. Yeah, of course, me and, you know, me and Nathan are really sensible. Sometimes I've got, I've got to keep them in check at times. <laughs> you know. 
I know, I like, I like to think I'm, I'm probably the, the father figure of the house. <laughs> well, that's probably, probably a little no, bit that's worrying. Very yeah. worrying yeah. Um, but no, I, but to be honest, it, well, I, I, I've, I did see that house just before Nathan did move out and I kind of know what Steve was on about. <laughs> but no, since, since moving into, obviously, obviously we weren't in there now, since moving into our house, it's, it's been really good, you know. Obviously, I've, I've known Nathan a, lot, a while now, and I've, I've known Luke quite a long yeah. time as well. So, yeah, it's it's just good that you, you know you you live with people that you mm-hmm. you're happy living with, and you, you get on with. Because obviously, sometimes it, it can get difficult. Because obviously, we're with them all day, mm-hmm. and then you go home, and there's, there's not really a break from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, it makes a big difference that that you, you do get on with the, yeah. the people that you're with. But no, I mean it's you know we keep it. To be fair, we do keep it nice and clean. Unlike the other house, this house isn't. <laughs> no, no, that's a, I've been in. I've been in. It's actually not that bad, unless it's gone down yeah, since I've been in. I've been in recently. I <laughs> <laughs> have to get something sorted there, Dan. The actual South Shields or South Tyneside um, way of life. Have you explored? Have you? Do you get yourselves out and about? And yeah, you have been. You have been seen shopping in Asda. Because <laughs> <laughs> my wife likes Nathan Lord. She's seen him in Asda, and she wasn't happy because she didn't have a hair done. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, especially when when there's home games. Um, by the time we, you know, we, we've had a shower and everything after the game, it's not it's not worth us going home because obviously we've got to be back for training on the Monday. Yeah. Um. So obviously we we do get that kind of Saturday night, Sunday all day really to ourselves. So we, you know, we we have been out. We've we've been into Newcastle a couple of times, and we've we've been down obviously at the front. There's quite a lot going on down the front. Obviously, probably not at the minute with the with the weather as it is. Yeah. But you know, we, we went down, when was it Bonfire Night, you mm-hmm. know, to see the, the, the display, because mm-hmm. obviously it's probably walking distance for us anyway, so, you know, it, it, it's good, there's, there's quite a lot going on, it's, you know, you, you can go out and you can actually just start talk, just start chatting to someone and you, you can end up in a, in a full conversation with, you, with people and it's, yeah. it's just, it's kind of like that really friendly Friendly kind of place. So it's it's, it's, it's why I said you'll never leave. Yeah, <laughs> local people, isn't it? Local shops for local yeah, people. Indeed. Yeah. You had a curry yet on Ocean Road? We have yet. Yeah. Um, Dave Mitchell recommended Delhi Six to us, so it's not a bad, not a bad shop. Yeah, so we uh, we went we went to the to be fair, it was really just nice. to be fair. There are other establishments indeed. on Ocean Road. Not just <laughs> if anybody wants Met, to come. Many other. Yeah. <laughs> um, so your routine then. Clearly, when we play in the northwest, I guess it's a chance for you to get home and see the family. Yeah, I mean, like the weekend, I mean, Lancaster's probably about 45, 50 minutes for me. So after training on Friday, um, just drive home, straight home after training. So now you get the Friday night at home, you go straight to the game on the Saturday, then back home after the game. And then I came back up last night, so mm-hmm. just come back up like Sunday evening, try to get back for eight, nine o'clock because I don't really want to be driving up when it's no. especially if I'm coming across the A sixty six it's not not the best the not best route to be taking when it's especially yeah. last night as well with it being foggy as well. Yeah. So um, so you routine wise, training training wise, Monday training? Yeah, Monday we normally we'll do like a, a training session in the morning. It won't be won't be too heavy but it'll be kinda of like a sh- short and sharp session. Also depending on whether we've got a midweek game. That can sometimes differ, and then this afternoon we had kind of like a, it was like an optional gym session because obviously we've got the little bit of a partnership with the Energy Fitness yeah. in Jarrow, um, which is is really good to be honest. Um, 
the club have done really well to to get that yeah. for for the lads and it's 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 only five, ten minutes from the ground so it's it's really handy. Um so there was a few a few of us went to the gym this afternoon, probably depending on whether we're gonna be playing tomorrow or not. Obviously I can't really go into No 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 can't no, really go into to. that but no, no. obviously the lads that, that know that they're not playing tomorrow did a little bit more yeah. than the ones yeah. that obviously might be mm. playing like a ninety minutes, so yeah. Monday training. Monday training, so, yeah. And so Tuesday night and Thursday night training with the part time lads? Yeah, Tuesday night and Thursday night. Obviously the, the other lads they they come in um as well. So the session on that well the Tuesday night's probably more of a, a tougher session, really, as if we've if we've not got a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a good it's a good time to to get like a longer a longer tougher session in, might have a little bit of a blowout as well if if we've Got no midweek game, mm-hmm. which I think is good to just just keep topping yourselves up, really. Mm-hmm. What we have started doing now is the the lads who are full time say they might go and do a little technical session in the morning on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. just so that because it, it's a long time obviously between you train Monday morning and then you don't really train Monday night and then you've got all of Monday day. So we. You know, we had, we had a, a little meeting maybe a couple of weeks ago and just said, is there, is there anything that we can we can do to kind of fill our time and, and see if there's anything we can make better? Um, so we had that com- conversation with, with quite a few, of obviously the full-time lads and the, and the management. And we kind of come up with a plan that we were going to... It was kind of optional, but it was more that they're going to put a session on for us or they're going to put a gym session on for us and then it's, it, it's up to us whether we... Feel feel that we need it because mm-hmm. um, obviously everybody everybody's different. Some people will find it beneficial training morning and evening. Some people might find it tough to train morning and evening. Um, so obviously that that was put into place, but it's it's kind of an op an optional thing, and they just kind of trust the players to know where they're at or where where their bodies are at mm-hmm. regarding obviously pitch time that they've played as well. So I think I think it's good, and then obviously on the the Wednesday again. It's probably more of a gym session on a Wednesday, if we do anything. So we'll we'll meet up obviously at, at the gym and we'll again the ones who haven't done as much maybe do like a little bit of a bike session. The other yeah. lads might do a just like an upper body session. Mm-hmm. And then Thursday is probably more where we will we'll do a little bit more like shape kind of stuff and maybe do some like bigger bigger games and you know just try and get get your your shapes and get your like your muscle memory, just knowing where you need to be at certain times, then we might we might go through a, a couple of set pieces because obviously that's probably that's the last time that everybody's together. Yeah. And then obviously Fridays, day before a game, so it's again it's just short and sharp, and then sometimes a little bit of fun as well. We do these little like technical challenges with with uh, Lee at the end of training normally on a Friday, which obviously is a, it's a it's a fun way to end, and then we. Um, you have a little little punishment for if if you don't pass the pass oh, the eh? technical challenges. Yeah, me. So <laughs> obviously it's a bit of fun, but you know there's there's something on it. So you yeah you are work working your, your technical ability, and I think without without knowing it, you are your technical ability is is getting better because from the first time we did it to like last week, there's a lot more people getting through the challenges rather than you know having one or two or three. And then everyone, the, the, the majority, not not doing it. So, like you say, I think without knowing it, you are getting better, but you're still having, having fun doing it, which is obviously yeah. a, a good a good thing. 
Have you always been full time since leaving like Burnley or wherever? You know the academy systems. Have you always been full time footballer? Uh, no, there was probably a just over twelve month period when I was at FC United. So obviously they're they're full time. Uh, they're part time. Sorry, probably they're just over twelve months. It is a lot different, and it, it's kind of a little bit of a shock when you've you've been in that full time for so mm. long, and then it's like right, what am I going to do during the day? And then myself, I went and got like a, a coaching job, mm-hmm. teaching like the kids in the school. So luckily for me, my my brother's kind of got his own business set up with that. So a lot of it was was going helping him and and, and doing that. And to be honest, I, I did enjoy doing it, but yeah. obviously the main goal for me was was to be playing football full time. Mm. So. When the opportunity came up, then you know it's not something you can turn down. Of course, absolutely. On the training side, I was going to ask: Do you ever get the opportunity for Gary Brown to mark you in training? Not I well. Imagine that, that can't be easy. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, t- I tend to try and make sure I'm on the same team as him. To be honest, <laughs> I do see. Yeah, I think everyone, everyone's like kind of looking over trying to see which team he's on right I'll get on his team I have to say like Gary I, I, I do love watching Gary Brown at work you know like he's one of those players he's not as bad as say someone like a Robbie Savage was where every you know opposition fans all hate him Gary Brown's just so subtle he's a master of the dark <laughs> artist to watch him at play is just it's, it's brilliant you should, know, have been it's sent, should have been sent off at FC Oh, on two occasions. Yeah. Um, I mean, in Scarborough, you know, he, he, it was yeah. one of the lads on the ground. You just kept yeah. the elbow on his head. But you know, it's it, it, it sounds always obvious, but it was subtle. You know, it's it's just brilliant. Mm. To watch Does he tone it down in training, or he's trading the same as he plays? Um, he, he does. Obviously, he does. He does tone it down in training. But I mean, he's he's still a, a fierce competitor. <laughs> right, yeah. Even in training, he's one of them. He he wants to win everything. Yeah. He wants to win everything he does. He he wants to win so. Like I say, he, he's just a fierce competitor, and that that's just the way he is, and that's yeah. I don't think he he's never going to change. So no, no. <laughs> I'm actually surprised he didn't um, distribute a little bit more retribution on Saturday against that number nine um, who elbowed Shawsy. Was he on a booger? Yeah, he was. I think. If, yeah. I think yeah. if he wasn't, yeah, he, 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 uh, he might. Have done. <laughs> that was more. Well, that was. Have I seen somewhere? Did you say that shows he's got stud marks? Or I'm sure I've seen a picture. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite bad actually. To be honest, it's on his arm. Literally starts um, on his wrist and goes all the way up to like his armpit. It is, it is quite a bruised, bruised really bad as well. It is. Wow. It was it's, the same, same player as well. Oh, was it? I don't know. It was the same player. Yeah, I think it was one where he was, was he shielding the he ball shielded out the and ball then he out. kind of pushed him over and then kind of ran over him subtly. Yeah, because right. yeah, there was two, okay, I, I vividly remember Shorzy on the deck twice mm. in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. There was um, a third occasion as well when he got um, kneed in the backside. Oh, right. Same player. Right. Yeah. So there's a bit naughty him. And then there's a guy chucked the ball off you at full time. Yeah, do you oh, know, yeah, I, I, I didn't actually know. My, my, brother, I, my brother texted me last night after the highlights had gone out and said, um, what, was, what was with that lad throwing the ball yeah, at you? And I was like, what are you on about? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I went back and watched it. Yeah, I didn't even notice me. Yeah. What? It was a feisty game though. And I guess that's why Lee, when they made those tactical changes at half time, do you think it was maybe a bit of protection of Jordan and Aaron? Or possibly. I think it was all just designed to... In their mind, the, the the strongest eleven to win the game was the eleven that they sent out in the second yeah, half last yeah. time. So that that was as that was as rugged as I've seen this season. That was a pretty rugged. Yeah. I mean, well, we we had been told before the game that well, Lee actually had a print screen of 
the manager's interview, and it, it pretty much said that that's what was going to happen. They were going to they were going to come. They were going to get in our faces. They were going to try and be physical. They were going to make it difficult. And so he, he, he I think that's maybe why Lee was was probably so annoyed because mm-hmm. he'd, he'd already told us that that was going to happen, and it yeah. was as if. We weren't ready for it. Yeah, um, so but that didn't come across. You know, when the game I was watching, we, we we were the better side, and we we should have gone in actually two 0 up. I mean, mm. Nathan should have scored. Yeah. Um, when he with that left foot shot, um, decent save from the keeper, but he should have actually scored. So really, we should have gone in two 0 up. So it wasn't that bad. Um, well, wow, we've we've gone over time. We've gone over our time. Well, obviously, Ronnie, you'll edit a few oh, ums and ahs out and things like that. Take um, five minutes off that. So anyway, lads, thank you very much indeed. Really can't thank you enough for coming to join us. Dan, Jason, it's been terrific having you around the table. Simon, Ronnie, thanks again for your company. Um, we hope you've enjoyed um, the New Year podcast, ladies and gents. Keep keep listening. Um, send in any tweets and whatever what you can. Obviously, we've just we've just joined Gary Wigglesworth with a way match commentary. Hopefully, that will continue. Um, any any um, ideas, any thoughts, any any responses to to this podcast, whether positive or negative? Please let us know. All all, all is gratefully accepted. Thank you very much indeed for listening. And um, we hope to see you around Mariners Park. And of course, hope to see the, the listening figures continue to climb. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon. It's bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this Mariners podcast. There'll be another one along soon before you can say Julio Arca. <laughs> <laughs>